Welcome to the Daily Ding on the Athletic Podcast Network. You know what we've done here today, OG? But did I put you on scarves? You say you put me in a fashion, then we done today. What about we scarves? Done. But what about scarves? OG, I'm telling you, if you say it, but what about scarves? You put me in fashion, then I'm done. But what about scarves? I guess I'm done. But what about scarves? I guess I'm done. But what about scarves? Reverse flush and ain't that a smooth one. This how goes, and I hope I have no friends. And his response was, I'm sorry, I just wanted a frosty. I want Tyler to know his ass should have got thrown out. If I was a ref, I would have tossed his ass. How dare you? Live from Staples Center, good morning. Welcome to the Daily Ding. Happy Thursday morning. Happy NBA trade deadline day. We've got everything you need to know from Wednesday night's NBA action. I'm Zach Harper. I'm joined by the Athletics Knicks beat reporter Mike Vorkanoff with Rob Lopez checking the medicals of everyone being dealt. Coming up on today's Daily Ding, Dwayne Dedman justified his fine. Denver throws salt on the wounds of the Jazz. And we have some trades going on soon. But first, the Clippers obliterated the heat in the second half. Thanks to Landry Shamit. Clippers 128, heat 111 in Los Angeles. Spo said before the game, everyone's available who wasn't injured. James Johnson didn't suit up. Deion Waiters didn't suit up. And uh, Andre Iguodala is going to the Miami heat. We think we're pretty sure. We don't know how that deal is going to work out yet. It could be a complicated three team deal. We'll do more on that in a little bit. But Mike, with this uh, this Clippers team, you know, Kawhi was okay. You know, he dealt, he, he passed a lot. He did he did some good facilitating. He wasn't much of a score. Paul George had a good game, but Landry Shamit went off. Twenty three points off the bench, six of thirteen from deep. He started the game one of seven from the field, finished seven of fifteen. They pull away in the second half by scoring seventy three points on this Heat defense. Jimmy Butler did leave the game with an injury, did not return, played twenty six minutes. But Mike, this Clippers team, you know, they they were kind of doubted for a little while, and understandably so because they weren't playing all that well. But they've been really good as of late. Yeah. And I feel like they needed this one too. Like that was really impressive performance. You mentioned the the 73 points in the second half that eight guys in double figures. That's crazy. You know, and like the heater, a good defensive team too. Yeah. Heater, heater, a very good defensive team. And they got some good performances. Like Derek Jones jr. Had 25 points off the bench on 10 to 12 shooting bam out of bio, 22 points, 11 rebounds, six assists. He's still playing like an all-star. None of that was fluky, but you're right. Like the Clippers, this was a complete team win for them. They were fantastic in this one. They shot a ton of threes, 54, three pointers in this one. They hit 24 of them. That's 43%. They're now 12 and four since January 1st. Um, and this one, like, you know, Zubots contributed every, everyone's clicking on this team and they may be trying to get, you know, Marcus Morris before the deadline on Thursday, they may be trying to make a couple of moves. And I think that I, here's the thing, Mike, I don't think they need to make any moves. I know they could, and you probably should do it since you have that expiring of, of Maurice Harkless and you have the first round pick to, to trade this year. But I think this team is good enough as constructed to own the Western conference, not just win, but own the Western conference. I, I thought they were the best team in the Western Conference coming into the season. They've had some rocky patches, obviously, but um, they've played well since December. This type of win, I think they probably needed just to kind of reassert themselves against one of the better teams in the Easter Conference, too. And, you know, sure, they could use Marcus Morris like another big bodied wing who can hit threes, create a little bit. You can always use one of those, especially if it keeps him away from the Lakers and like Landry Shamit had a like, don't trade me to the Knicks type of game, trying to make a case for himself. This team is really good on its own. I, there's always room to get better. I don't know. I, maybe if it's working and they finally found some kind of chemistry that works for them, don't rock with it. Yeah. Don't. Yeah. yeah I mean, that's for sure. I mean, did Landry Shamit mess up? Should he have not made shots tonight? Like now the Knicks are going to want him even more. 
I don't know. What else do the Clippers have to trade if they're in this bidding war for Marcus Morris? It's a great question. Like, can you convince them Jerome Robinson is any good? It is the Knicks. Yeah. <laughs> He's not, by the way. He's yeah, terrible. I mean, Jerome Robinson, that that's that's kind of a like they got Shea Gilgis Alexander and that was nice for them. Then Jerome Robinson was kind of a miss at thirteen, and I don't think they have a first round pick until like twenty one hundred. I don't know what yeah, it's gonna, is like. It's gonna be a while. Um this this Heat team, you know, they they start the six game road trip. Uh they come out with obviously a loss tonight and they, and they just get destroyed in the second half um, with all the trade stuff happening. They might have Danilo Gallinari. They might have Andre Godal. They might have a bunch of guys or they might just have Iggy. Um, what do what did you see out of the, out of the heat tonight? Does any of this game concern you or are they going to be fine? It's just a little bit of a transition. I, I think it's fine. You know, Jimmy Butler got hurt. That obviously hurt them. And sometimes look when the Clippers shoot 54 threes and they start making them out of 44% clip, there's some variance there that, I mean, that's just hard to beat the math on that type of night and they had some bad shooting performances you know Kendrick Nunn was five of 17 Duncan Robinson was three of 11 that that'll happen from night to night like that's a that's a tough game I I'm curious now what they're gonna look like after this trade probably goes through yeah um maybe (laughs) um because they you know they've been a deep team and like they've had a defensive imprint to them and now you had Andre Iguodala and whatever else comes in through this deal and like that that's a big addition to make Mitch dream that is the big addition. We'll have more on that Andre Iguodala deal in a little bit. All right. Other big game of the night, Denver Nuggets, 98, Utah Jazz, 95 in Utah. The Jazz were up eight with a little over five minutes left in this game. And then the Nuggets went on a 14-3 run fueled by Nikola Jokic. He had six, uh, six points down the stretch um, of this 14 points, but he was just a killer in this one against Rudy Gobert, against one of the best defensive big men in the league, 30 points. 21 rebounds, 10 assists, uh, the ninth player in NBA history with a 30, 20, 10 game. I don't know what you can say about Jokic in this one. I mean, Rudy Gobert actually played well, in my opinion, Mike, like he, he was okay in this one. He played solid defense. Jokic was just good. Yeah. I mean, like that was just Jokic doing his thing and, and that game winner that he hit, I don't even know how to Ooh. describe it. It looked Ooh. like he was going for the Dirk fade away. And then he just got like a little tired midway through. It was like, ah, screw it. I'll shoot it anyway. Like, I, <laughs> but what do you do against that? Like he, he has this unique style that really is hard to defend. Yeah. And it was kind of the wrong foot for the Dirk fadeaway too. Right. Like it was almost yeah. like he, it was almost like, like if you're trying to learn a, like learn a dance step on YouTube and you're, and you're not really understanding what they're doing. Like, that's what it looked like. Like he screwed up a dance step, but somehow it looked cool enough. Right. Like that's what Jokic's game winner did. And this nuggets team only had seven players in this one due to injuries. And obviously the trades that happened yesterday, um, Jamal Murray, another game back incredible. He had 20 points in 20 minutes the other night. Tonight, 31 points, 12 of 26 shooting, four of nine from the field. Monty Morris had 15 points. Nobody else in double figures, but they didn't really need anybody else in double figures because of that run, uh, you know, in the fourth quarter, in the last five minutes, outscored the Jazz 14 to three down the stretch. Um, just a horrible night for Donovan Mitchell. Terribly inefficient. 18 points on eight to 24 shooting, one assist, did have eight rebounds, but had four turnovers, only got to the free throw line once. Colbert had a good game aside from getting lit up by Jokic. He had 16 points, 14 rebounds. Boyan Bogdanovich couldn't hit shots. He had 16 points on six of 18 shooting three of 10 from three point range. And the jazz, they did just in a bad way right now. This is their fifth straight loss. Uh, they had beat up on all that easy competition and this 10 game stretch was going to be it for them. It was going to be the real test so they could show that they're for real. And Mike, they're one in five in this stretch so far with four tough games remaining. 
Yeah, I do want to note though, you know, they almost won that game at the end. Mike Conley had the runner when it was yeah. 96 and 95. And then I think it was Bogdanovich who missed the three, like right at the buzzer. So they had, you know, they, they couldn't close it out, but you know, one shot goes, they win or one shot goes and they tie and they go to overtime. And that's not altogether bad when Bogdanovich and Mitchell go 14 of 42 combined. Obviously they got a little fat on the, on the bad teams. And so the jazz have to prove they can beat good teams because that's what we're going to have to do in the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it wasn't all good for the Nuggets. Gary Harris, five points, zero of 13 from the field. Like there was a point where it almost looked like, like, could he be trying to miss shots? <laughs> because like, I mean, you got it. Like he's a good enough shooter. Like I know he's, he struggled at times this year. He struggled at times with injuries and everything, but oh, for 13, Mike, by what you think like an alley-oop pass would have accidentally gone in at one point, right? Yeah. You figure just like by accident, right? You just yeah. take something that goes that you have a Jokic type shot where one of those things just goes for you. Right, exactly. Uh, Jordan Clarkson did have 16 points on six or seven shooting. Jazz missed five free throws in a the game. They lose by three points. Joe Ingles was completely irrelevant in this one. Two points on four shots in 30 minutes. Nuggets are now 2-0 and against the Jazz this season with two games left. They've won six of the last eight, and they are currently the third seed in the West. Utah falls to fifth. All right, Mike, let's go over the news. We got a lot of news to go over, a lot of trade news. Andre Iguodala we think has been traded to the Miami heat. He's talking about it. They've agreed to a contract extension, a two year, $30 million contract extension. Second year is non-guaranteed team option. We believe that justice Winslow is going to the Grizzlies, but this could actually turn into a three team deal with Oklahoma city with Danilo Gallinari going, Jay Crowder going Solomon Hill, uh, all kinds of filler with Deion waiters and James Johnson. Like it could really turn into a huge move in this one. But what we know is Andre Iguodala gone from the Grizzlies. He's going to be a Miami heat member. Mike, do you like this move for the for the Heat? I love it for Andre Iguodala. Uh, first of all, like yeah. that was a hell of a power play. Yeah, it's good for the Heat. Look, Iguodala is a guy who you got for the playoffs, right? This is obviously them um, trying to load up for the Eastern Conference playoffs. They're the number four seed as of right now, and basically anyone below the Bucks, it's the Raptors, Celtics, Heat, Pacers, 76ers. It's kind of like take your pick there. Uh, if they get Gallinari and they get Iguodala. Yeah, that that becomes a that becomes a really good team in the Eastern Conference. I don't know. Do you think that's the second best team in the East? I I think I think if they get Gallo and they get Iguodala and they stay healthy, I think that team wins the East. I would pick them to beat the Bucks wow. in a seven game series. Like I think they're that good. They're that well rounded because wow. they're not giving up all that much. No offense to Justice Winslow, but they wouldn't be giving up all that much. And that's just two major additions. If this all gets pulled pulled together, it is a little tough because Miami is hard capped right after their sign and trade for Jimmy Butler. So there's a lot of a lot of tricky things to go on here. But Andy Ellisberg is one of the best cap guys in the league, if not the best. So you got to figure he knows some kind of magic to to deal with this. Um, speaking of the Grizzlies, they signed Dylan Brooks to a three year thirty five million dollar extension uh, according to ESPN that couldn't be a coincidence right you know he talks trash about Andre Iguodala they trade Andre Iguodala he gets rewarded with a three-year 35 million dollar deal and I actually think Mike I think he might have undersold himself I think if he goes to the market you know free agency market he might have gotten more yeah, I mean, he's shooting 40% from three this year. He's still um, pretty young. He's only three years in. He's 24. I think he could have gotten there, too. The problem for him is um, there's only like five teams that really have cap space this summer. And I don't know if you want to go to any of those five teams. If you're Dylan Brooks and you got a good thing going in Memphis where everyone seems to be vibing. Yeah, he probably could have gotten paid more. But, you know, it's it's only three years. So you get to hit free agency pretty quick, too. And as you can expect, Dylan Brooks is very happy over the Grizzlies, apparently acquiring Justice Winslow, according to those reports. And uh, he even said, you know, uh, now we have a player that we're getting that actually wants to play with us and things were good. And, uh, you know, uh, we keep the, like I said, keep the ball rolling. 
I think he's over the Andre Iguodala thing. I think it'll be fine. Another trade that we have, uh, as we started recording this, the Warriors have traded Glenn Robinson the third and Alec Burks to the Philadelphia 76ers for three second round picks. Sixers desperate for bench depth, right? Desperate. Alec Burks has been pretty solid for the Warriors most of the season. Glenn Robinson the third has been pretty solid. Those are two major additions for a Sixers team that needs just guys who aren't James Ennis and Mike Scott off the bench. Yeah, Robinson shooting 40% this year. They just get guys that they can throw in there every night and hope one of them goes off and is feeling it from deep to kind of like spread the floor for them. I'm not, I don't think that they're uh, problem solvers, but at least they're guys that they can throw in the rotation. Yeah, absolutely. And then another trade, this one we definitely know is going to happen. Sacramento Kings trade Dwayne Dedman. Remember, he publicly asked for a trade, got fined for it, and now he's headed back to Atlanta where he was the previous two seasons. Uh, Dwayne Dedman with two second round picks are going to the Hawks for Jabari Parker and Alex Len uh, after the Hawks just acquired Clint Capella. So that's a nice little big man rotation they can have. If, especially if Dwayne Dedman gets back to making threes like he did in Atlanta. Um, does this matter for the Kings? They're sort of still in the hunt for the eight seed. Maybe. I don't know. That's probably asking them to make up a lot, but Parker and Len, like they could be decent role players for the Kings. Yeah, it's okay. I mean, I think they're kind of prioritizing the long term with this. I think this opens up some money to re-sign Bogdan Bogdanovich. I don't. I don't know if Deadman's a, a difference maker for them, considering all they've invested in the front court aside from him. I think it's just like, okay, we get him out of here, we get the money off our cap, it's fine. Also, with the Hawks, they officially waived Chandler Parsons. They needed it to help facilitate that four-team, twelve-player uh, trade from yesterday. Uh, Chandler Parsons currently out indefinitely, obviously after a horrific car accident that uh, left him with a bunch of injuries and very serious injuries uh, back in January, uh, but they needed to do that just to make it work on their books. Also, last bit of news for you. Derek Rose has pulled out of the 2020 skills competition at all-star weekend in Chicago, according to Shams of the athletic um, there's ESPN is reporting that's injury related. No replacement has been selected yet. Mike is an injury related. Or can we speculate that this is trade related? I don't know. This is pretty weird, man. Right? Derek Rose was because it's also was, was going to be his comeback to Chicago, right? Um, yeah. And he just pulls out at the last second. I don't. I, I don't know. It's odd because even if you get traded, can't you still play? No. Oh, you Am I can. Wrong? You can, but I don't know. I mean, I don't know what he's going to go through, right? Maybe you got like you got to start packing up stuff. You know, who knows <laughs> where he gets traded? It's not easy. Like Detroit's kind of a hub, but it's not that easy to get out of there. So I think yeah. I don't know. I th- I think that's I think that's asking a lot. Would he be the first guy to miss All-Star Weekend because he couldn't find a flight? No. <laughs> I feel like whether he was involved or not, that happened to Hassan Whiteside in some way. I feel like that. <laughs> I feel like that's already happened, and that he would be the second person to to miss All-Star Weekend due to a, due to a lack of flights. That's still better than Jimmy Butler, who I think missed the All-Star game a few years ago. Even and he was in town. He just like wasn't there for the game, right? <laughs> just wasn't. There. Well, then they had the one where they didn't play him, right? So you know, this. I guess there are worse ways to miss this weekend. All right, let's get to all the action from Wednesday night. Pistons 116, Suns 108 in Detroit. No Derrick Rose, no Luke Kennard, no Markeith Morris, no Svee Mikhailuk. Uh, I think I'm done with the Suns team after this one. I've, I've, if you lose to this Pistons team, I'm done with you. They lost to the Pistons. Andre Drummond, 31 points, 19 rebounds, four assists, three steals. Maybe in a please trade for me game as he tries to get to the deadline and get to a new team. Reggie Jackson closed them out. 25 points, nine assists, five rebounds. Had 10 in the fourth quarter. Christian Wood with 21 and eight off the bench. Langston and Galloway with 15 points off the bench. Pistons bench outscored the Suns bench 39 to 13 for the Suns. 30 points, five rebounds from Kelly Oubre. Maybe all the trade rumors are, are causing him to play a little bit better. Who knows? DeAndre Ayton had 26 points, 12 rebounds. Devin Booker had 22 points, seven assists, four rebounds. This is the fourth straight loss for the Suns. 
probably the most fun game of the night. Raptors 119, Pacers 118 in Toronto. No Marcus All, no Norm Powell. Raptors trailed by 11 with less than four minutes to go. Serge Ibaka goes off. Pascal Siakam goes off. Kyle Lowry goes off. 15 for Ibaka in the fourth quarter. 12 for Kyle Lowry in the fourth quarter. 10 for Siakam in the fourth quarter. Serge hit the three-pointer with 30 seconds left in the game as the Raptors went on a 9-0 scoring run to close this one out. He finishes with 30 points, seven rebounds, three assists. Kyle Lowry, ridiculous game, 32 points, 10 assists, eight rebounds. Siakam, 25, nine and five. Uh, DeMontis Sabonis tried. He had a triple double, 15 points, 11 rebounds, 10 assists. But Victor Oladipo, first start of the season, 13 points in 25 minutes. Um, Mike, what happened to the Pacers in this one? I thought they were actually going to win this game, but instead the Raptors win their 12th in a row. It's just that Raptors magic. I don't know. They got 12 in a row now. Like, I feel like anything is possible with them. They can pull anything off. That that thing is just a machine up into Toronto. Like, they got the second best record in the uh, East now, third in the NBA. And Serge Ibaka in game winning threes. This is. They're just they're streaking. It's wild. This is like a fun season in Toronto. You're right. That is some Raptors magic. By the way, Indiana allowed 27 points off 19 turnovers in this game. Malcolm Brogdon did have 24 points, six rebounds, six assists. Justin Holiday had 22 points off the bench. But the Pacers, a 43 to 18 second quarter, and they somehow lose this one. Uh, franchise record, 12 straight for the Raptors. As I mentioned, Pacers have lost four of their last five. They're struggling to get Oladipo back in the mix, uh, but that will surely uh, get fixed pretty soon. Celtics 116, Magic 100 in Boston. No Kemba Walker, no Marcus Smart, no Daniel Tyson. Uh, no Robert Williams. DJ Augustine missed his 10th straight game with a knee injury for the Magic, but the Celtics, they're able to hold Orlando to 27% shooting in the fourth quarter. Jason Tatum went off in the fourth quarter, had 13 of his 33 points in the final period. Also had eight rebounds, five assists, three steals. Gordon Hayward, another good game, 23, seven and seven. Jalen Brown had 18 points, five rebounds punched a dunk over Michael Carter Williams big time in that game. Evan Fournier had 26 for the, uh, for the magic rookie Romeo Langford started for Kemba played 28 minutes. Wasn't Kemba like, but he did get six points. So that's good for him. Aaron Gordon, 23 points, 10 rebounds, four assists. Terrence Ross had 18 points off the bench for the magic, but the Celtics just shooting way too well. 53% from the field, 56% from deep Celtics won five straight and eight of their last nine. And now the magic have lost eight of their last 10 games. Nets 129, Warriors 88 in Brooklyn. Warriors held out Alec Burks and Glenn Robinson III because of that trade. That's got to be why they lost, right? Not the Steph Curry absence, not the not the Clay Thompson absence. Got to be Alec and and Glenn Robinson not being there. Warriors went down twenty to four to start the game. They missed twenty of the first twenty two three point attempts. They trailed by forty four in this one at one point. Karis Levert twenty three points, eight assists. Joe Harris seventeen and nine. Garrett Temple at sixteen off the bench for the Warriors. D'Angelo Russell seven of twenty from the from the field, zero of eight from deep. Finished with seventeen points. Did get a nice little welcome from the Brooklyn fans and a video tribute in the first game back since being traded in the offseason but the Nets snapped an eight game losing streak to the Warriors. They've also won four of their last five and four straight home games. Thunder 109 Cavs 103 ugly one in uh, the thunder should have blown them out in this game. They didn't, they end up still getting the win. Gallo played, even though they had the tr- trade rumors, Dennis Schroeder carried them 30 points for the thunder, six assists, five rebounds Had 13 in the second quarter, 10 in the fourth quarter, a couple of big quarters to put this one away. Shea Gilgis, Alexander, 23 points, 10 rebounds, Danilo Gallinari in maybe his final game as a member of the thunder had 15 points, five rebounds for the Cavs. Sexton with 23 points, Kevin love with 20.7 rebounds, five assists. Larry Nance jr. Had 14 and 10. 
The Thunder have won eight of their last nine. Cavs have lost 12 of their last 13. They're just the worst. Uh, or maybe they're not the worst because Hawks won 27, Timberwolves won 20 in Minneapolis. This game was fake close. The Hawks led by 21, blew them out for most of that game. Wolves never led in this one. Andrew Wiggins did go on a scoring binge. He had 15 points in the fourth quarter. Uh, Josh Okogi had 13 points in the fourth quarter to kind of bring this one and make it look closer than it was. But Trey Young, just too much. 38 points, 11 assists, 10 of 23 from the field, 6 of 12 from deep, 12 of 13 from the free throw line. 12 points of his 38 came in the fourth quarter. John Collins had 27 and 12. Damian Jones had a nice game. Jeff Teague, uh, not the best revenge game. He and Travion Graham combined to score nine points on one of one of three from the field, seven to seven from the free throw line. That was all by Jeff Teague, but he did have a chase down block at one point. So that's kind of a cool little moment for him. Andrew Wiggins finished with 25 and seven. Akogi finished with 23 points. Carl Anthony towns, Mike 21 points, 11 rebounds. And after the game says I've been losing for a long time, I'm not trying to do that shit anymore. So every possession means a lot. You obviously see my patients running low with a lot of things. There's no excuses. We got to get it done. If every possession means a lot, Mike, why did he look so bad on so many possessions tonight? I mean, like every possession means a lot, but some don't. And so you kind of <laughs> you just you, you make sure you pick the ones you like. I, I don't know. Like this is a mess in Minnesota. I, the other night they were asking him whether he wants to get involved in trading, you know, whether they should trade Robert Cummington or not. And he said that's a front office thing. And now he's expressing his frustration here. It's going to be yeah. really interesting next year when the T-Wolves draft LaMelo Ball and he's got LeVar Ball talking every game too. <laughs> Telling him to get that, get cat out of town because Lamelo needs more more touches. Um, yeah, I mean they haven't they haven't won a home game with cat in the in the game since November 13th. They haven't won a game with cat since November 27th, I believe. Uh, it's just not a lot of winning in Minnesota, which is kind of like the last 30 years. That's just how it goes. The Wolves shot 25% from deep. They have now lost 13 straight. Uh, games in this in in this past stretch. Uh, Grizzlies 121. Last game for you. Grizzlies 121. Mavs 107 in Dallas. No Jay Crowder. No Solomon Hill did not play, possibly because of an upcoming trade. Seth Curry was out. JJ Barea was out. Luka Doncic missed his fourth straight game. Mavericks could not overcome that. John Morant 21 points on 10 of 12 shooting. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. had 19 points. Tyus Jones had 19 off the bench. Brandon Clark had 18 and six off the bench. Porzingis still playing with, well without Luka. He did suffer a broken nose after an elbow from Josh Jackson uh, as they fought for a rebound, but he finished with 32 points, 12 rebounds. He was 10 of 20 from the field, five of 11 from deep. Jalen Brunson had 20 points for the Mavs, Tim Hardaway Jr. with 14, but they could not close out that victory. All right, Mike, let's go to line of the night. We got some good ones. We got Andre Drummond's 31 and 19, Kyle Lowry's 32, 10 and eight, Jason Tatum, 33 and eight, Trey young, 38 and 11. Jokic's big triple double with 30, 21 and 10. Who gets your line of the night? I got to give it to Jokic for his 30, 21 and 10 and that jumper over Gobert. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't want to pick the same one as you, but that <laughs> jumper was so weird. Again, it was like, it was like trying to learn a dance movie. You screwed it up, but somehow you didn't fall down. I think that you commend that And 30, 20 and 10. Those are, those are video game numbers. You got to give it to Jokic. That's going to do it for today's show. Don't forget about all the basketball shows across the athletic podcast network. We've got a lot of trade deadline stuff for you today on Thursday. So make sure you check all that back to back podcast, no dunks, tampering house of Strauss hoops, adjacent, all that good stuff. Plus the team specific shows just click follow on the app. You get notifications for new episodes. That's going to do it. Thanks for waking up with us. Check that trade rumor mill. Check out all the analysis. Check out John Hollinger and Sam Amos running trade blog, all that good stuff on the athletic and Mike hit me with the sign off. Ding, ding. <laughs>